This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. Check us out on social media. podcast, I attempt to have a quiet, normal conversation with my friend Kendra. Normally, when you hear a podcast or an interview, the guests are generally prepped or they have something to promote. So there's a lot more flow to the conversation. Therefore, it's no longer a conversation. Kendra is not used to being in front of a microphone. So it takes some time during the first few moments of the podcast for her to be settled in and to get closer to the mic to where you can actually hear what she's saying. But after that, the flow to the conversation tends to move along quite well. So for almost an hour, her and I chatted about what she's been up to, uh, the challenges she faces ahead. We really just tried to have a normal conversation. Nothing spectacular, no big reveals nothing too dramatic and that's pretty much it so that being said let's talk to people we go out one night and he's like oh we're going down to somerville mass to go hang out with a couple friends of mine great I have no problem with that. I'd like to be back in Manchester by 10 because I have to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. Working for Dunkin' Donuts, you know, I'm pretty sure that all my customers don't want me to be groggy. Where we met? Uh, different Dunkin's. The very first Dunkin's I worked for. Same owners. Anywho. So, we go... We go to Somerville. Hang out. 9 o'clock, I'm like, you know, we need to start heading back. Yeah, 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 we'll leave in five minutes, we'll leave in five minutes. 10.15. Okay, we really need to start, like, going home now, because, you know. I take it this date's not going well. No, no, not not going well at all. And he's like, well, what's your rush? I'm like, my rush is I have to be up at 4.30 in the morning, shower, ready, make myself look presentable, get my uniform, serve my coffee, serve my donuts, mm. tell my customers in a very fake tone, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't do that if we're down in Somerville, Mass. Calling out is not an option. 11.35, we finally leave. Coming back up, and I'm seething. We get back into his driveway, I go to leave, he locks the doors, and proceeds to assault me in his van. Yeah. Attempted or? No, like, full-on sexual assault in the van. And because I managed to finally push him off of me and get the door open and jump in my car, the judge was convinced that there wasn't enough evidence to convict him. So I got slapped with the misdemeanor for filing a false report. I don't 
don't, it doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. But that's what Where'd you file? Out. Where was that filed, New Hampshire? Yeah, Manchester. That's fantastic. Yeah. How long does it go? How long is it on your record for? That's that's the other kicker. So you know how, like, after seven years, mm -hmm. like your record is supposed to be clean and whatnot. Something a, com a problem that people generally run into. Mm-hmm. So my son was about two months old when I started my LNA classes, and I had you know, sat down with the whatever you want to call him, the advisor for LNA health careers, and uh, he told me that they do background checks, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I do have a misdemeanor on my record, and I explained the situation to him, he's like, okay, he's like, well, he's like, you have to write a statement, you know, so that the state can deem whether or not, you, you know, you're good or bad. He goes, but call the Supreme Court in Concord and see if there's any way you can get that taken off because if you haven't been in any trouble since, I really don't see why it should still be on your record. Great, okay. Call the Supreme Courthouse in Concord and she's like, oh, well, you know, as of January 1st, nothing fully comes off your record. What? Yeah. So she's telling me that, you know, employers, if they run a background check, it'll still pop up and then employers have the option of hiring you or not hiring you. So I'm like, great. So now because of that, what is the statute of limitations? What are the statute of limitations of you filing a lawsuit against the guy? This is 12 years ago. I'm pretty sure I'm well beyond the statute of limitations. But I found something out a couple weeks ago. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a security guard at St. Anthony's. And he got this flyer in his mailbox that um, there's a bunch of lawyers that are going to be doing a pro bono class for people like me who have just that one offense on their record. They're going to sit down, do a class, teach you how to represent yourself, um, and get your record like totally wiped clean. Because now it finally clicked in the state that, well, we can't hire any good employees because all our really good potential employees have misdemeanors for silly little things. So Yeah, it could be small things like uh, right. one, one DWI. Or one domestic, or one thing, one stupid little thing. Or, right, right. Or so, instead of like you know, uh, a little bit of weed that turns into a um, a trafficking. Right. And that turns into a misdemeanor, and then that's pretty much it. And a nursing job is already stressful enough, mm -hmm. and a lot of psychopaths go into nursing because the hours are crazy, and their lives are unstable. And then of course, the uh, the money isn't great either. No, especially it, it, not it, enough. Especially not enough for somebody who has a couple kids or whatever. Right, right, and so the whole thing—it's a crapshoot. The whole thing with me is I don't mind providing a statement, you know, giving a brief description what happened, what the outcome was, assured that I did not sit in a jail cell, even for like two seconds. Um, but the downfall is too, because of that, a lot of employers are overlooking me, and it's like you know what. Again, I'm a single mom. I work my butt off every day. I spent the last two years. I wasted the last two years of my life in school 
to be turned down. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't use the single mom thing. I mean, coming well, no, home. I mean, the, the, the whole, the reason why I use the single mom thing is because the reason why I went to school was to further myself in the field because, yes, I love being in the medical field. I want to advance. It is something that I'm comfortable with, and one day it'll pay out so I can send my son to college. Mm -hmm. Or at least give him the, op the option. Right. So, yes, I tend to use the, the single mom line a lot because it's, I want my son to have what I didn't have. I want my son to do what I should have done 10 years ago, mm -hmm. but didn't. And I can't do that if nobody's going to give me the opportunity to learn and grow. So, when is this class? I He hasn't gotten back to me with the info yet. Mostly because it's been a terrible week and I just haven't had a chance to like, <laughs> meet up with him. But you're still working, right? Oh, yeah, I'm still working. Still doing the dirty job in the nursing home. Oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a new term, new way of putting up with that shit. Yeah. Oh, hey, bring Leo something. He has to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah, great. It's going to be fun to get my hand out of, you know, 420, but you don't want to know. <laughs> Gross. That's bad. I couldn't, yeah, that. Can't do it. There's some things that just would never. It's just not worth it to me. A lot of this stuff is not worth it to me, though. You know, I mean, well, I've been killing myself with all this extracurricular stuff so I can create a platform for people to voice their thoughts and opinions. And, like, you know, the, just this little thing, you know, this is this is two years' worth of, of I guess, practice, per se. You know? And just now scratching the surface of what I can do. Mm-hmm. With little to no budget. And then starting another company literally just a couple months ago with little to no budget. Investors, but I decided not to use them. Mm -hmm. So I keep them as advisors for now. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a single dad. I'm not a single anything. I'm just, a, I'm just a schmuck with a thought in my head. And I'm just trying to do what I can and give back a little bit to, you know, it's, I find funny is the only, like I said this before, is the only people who want to come on the, come on here in front of hot mics are generally women. I don't know why. I stopped, I stopped pretending that I knew what women thought a long time ago. Um, <laughs> now comes the reason, realization, I don't want to fucking know what your brother thinking in the first place. <laughs> okay? So, um, we say, guys say one-liners, women think one-liners. Uh, but, I don't understand it. You got, but you have a, you have a lot of thoughts in your head. It's just giving you a, a platform to think about it. You know, you could be saying stuff right now. You just, you're just saying it to, you know, vent a little bit. But what you're saying could be important to somebody else. Right. You could be giving somebody some ideas, something to go with, or oh, that's not, that's something I've never really thought about. Um, and it takes some time to get used to just sitting here and just chat. But nobody chats anymore. Everybody just tags each other in fucking memes on Instagram. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. the only social media I still do is it. Facebook. Well, I just came back onto Facebook to, to promote the Yeah, I, I noticed. I know, yeah. Mr. I'm getting rid of Facebook, never going on Facebook again, well, blah, blah, not, blah, 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 blah. Yep, because <laughs> I was tired of promoting myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to promote me. I was, went back on the, on the social media to promote this. 
I don't want this to, like I said before, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the brand. The people that, you know, I have a photographer now that now scored some some de- some decent stuff by working with me. On, you know, and it's hard to work with me, but there's opportunity there because I'm always willing to go go take a risk in order to get exposure mm-hmm. in a good way. So, um, and it gives me a chance to sit down with people who I haven't talked to in a long time. I mean, you and I, we met at a Starbucks, not a Starbucks, a Dunkin' Donuts, a long time ago when I was <laughs> yeah. working for United Healthcare. And, um, one of the reasons I didn't go up anymore. But, you know, we haven't chatted in a very long time. Right. And things have changed, things have changed drastically. Yeah, it's been about, what, a year? Like. Since we chatted? Yeah, but it's been yeah. about. Six years since we met? Probably longer than that? Seven and a half, almost eight. Good God. Yeah. We're fucking ancient. <laughs> <laughs> but this is um, this is my little castle, you know? And I like your little castle. <laughs> I mean, imagine this place just by myself. I mean, that'd be stellar. I... I don't know, it'd get awfully, like, lonely. I can only stand quiet for so long. Well, when you think about it, there's there's so much... There would be so much going on in this place. This this would be... This would have its own room. This right here would have its own room. The, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the PB thing would have its own... The peanut butter thing would have its own lab. It has its own lab right now. But that room right across from us would be a closed-door lab. That would be just just for that. There'd be so much more room, and then I would have my own bedroom, and it'd be awesome. It'd be perfect for me to literally start to expand two small businesses. Mm-hmm. So, loneliness, I'm over that. Believe me, I'm over that. I've had plenty of that. Last night reminded me, while I was sitting in my car, freezing my ass off, waiting for the mechanic to come out, close up the shop. I was sitting in my car and I was freezing my ass off. It reminded me of the time when that was my only that was my only spot where I had no home and that front seat or that back seat where was where I was going to sleep for the night that's a chilling thought so being alone didn't really matter I had a goal I had a goal in mind I was going to get it done mm-hmm. so you're comparing it to you you have a goal in mind right now and you're trying to get it done you have a huge obstacle in your way <laughs> I have several huge obstacles in my way but yeah What else is going on? I mean, it's just been, it's been a complete void. I know you've been going through some relationship stuff. Yeah, it's an understatement. What happened there? Gee, I don't even know. Of course you do. And that's... Something, the, the, something. You we eventually know, figure it out. I well, don't. you see, the thing is, I, like, my mind is my own worst enemy. I assume the worst in anything and everything. That oh. is That is okay. how I am. So you're an optimist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite so possibly. Take, all right. Well, take you through it. Maybe so, we can figure out some warning signs here. Okay. Because it was, what, about six months? Three months? Seven. Eight-ish. Somewhere okay. around there. So, but we met 13 years ago. And, oh, yeah. Hung out for a summer. Never told him I liked him. He never told me he liked me. We ended up going our separate ways. 
And last winter, I get um, I get a message on Facebook. Oh, classic. Right? Like, hey, Trouble. And I'm looking at the name, and I'm like, hey, why, why are you calling me Trouble? <laughs> like, I don't know you. He's like, you know me. I'm like, eh, pretty sure I don't. Wow, this sounds like love at first. Love at first So, uh, yeah, I forgot to mention, I had a couple drinks that night, so a little cloudy. A little fuzzy. So, he messages me back and says, why don't you click on the picture and actually, like, look. Okay. So, I click on the picture and... Did it have one eye or two? (laughs) You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you clicked on it, and you obviously... It obviously recognized who he is, and I went off. I'm like, where have you been? It has been 13 years. Like, you disappeared. And he's like, I didn't disappear. I'm like, uh, yeah, you did, because I'm pretty sure I'm still stuck in the same town that I've been in for the last 13 freaking years. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. So, we end up getting together in March. Mm-hmm. And... From March to July, things were great. You know, he's telling me that he... March, July, it's April, May, June, so it's around 90 day mark. Yeah. So, you know, in the beginning he was telling me how he and his ex had broken up a year and a half ago. But they're still roommates because he was trying to put money aside to get his own place because he didn't want to kick her out because she has a daughter. Okay, respectable thing. It kind of sucks living with your ex. I've I've done it before, and you know. But hey, what whatever, you know. I'm gonna bypass all of that with my own thoughts and just continue listening. Yes, please do, because you know some of your thoughts might actually be confirmed. Mm. Um, July, things start getting a little rocky. You know, it's all of a sudden we go from being in this relationship to everything has to be hush hush, because. Apparently, this girl worked at my work for a month this past spring. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but I worked third shift at that point. Like, she was either first or second shift. Like, there's no way she knows who I am. And he's like, well, you know, just keep things hush-hush because I'm kind of tired of her throwing back at me, you know, places that we went and things that we did. And I was like, okay... So, fast forward to September, his mother comes down from Nova Scotia for like two weeks. Which trailer park? I don't know, I've never been up there, so I couldn't tell you which trailer park. Okay. So, he introduces me to her as his girlfriend. Like, Mom, you know, this is my girlfriend Kendra, you know, this is her son. Blah, 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 you know. So, you know, here I am thinking, okay, yeah, we're really progressing, you know. Great, wonderful, I'm having the time of my life. All of a sudden, he gets these text messages. Like, I know you're with her, I know you're sleeping with her, what kind of dirty dog are you? Then I'm getting messages on Facebook, I just want you... I just want you to know that, you know, he raised my daughter for the last 10 years. And, you know, every time you guys went away, he'd come home and he'd sleep with me. So now I'm standing there going, um, okay. 
Okay. So I'm looking at him going, is there anything you want to tell me? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, um, you raised her daughter for the last 10 years. I'm like, and, and were you sleeping with her when we came back from, you know, like Maine, Vermont? Oh, so you went straight ahead. Oh, yeah. I called him out on that. I'm like, you know, we were talking about getting a place together. We were talking about, you know, you know, you're, you're 44. I'm 33. Like, we both want to settle down. We both want to get married, eventually have, you know, a, a child. I'm like, in, I'm getting this these messages saying that, you know, we'd come home from a weekend away and you would turn around and sleep with her. Wait, you said you want to have, you want to have another kid? Yeah, I'm just that. I'm that insane. I don't know. It varies, it varies day to day. I think honestly. There, there are just some days I want another baby. Then there are some days I look at my son and I'm like, yeah, no, you should probably remain an only child. Um, <laughs> so I'm on, I'm on the fence about that. So... He was supposed to go with me to my sister's wedding. Like, my sister got married two weeks ago. Oh, the be- that's the best show-off point. That's make or break right there. He promised. Like, he promised back in June that he would go to this wedding with me. Uh, I remember you telling me about the wedding today. <coughs> I think. Um, well, there were three weddings. There, were, Like, two of my cousins got married. And he didn't go to the first two. No, I didn't even go to the second one. Um, okay. But I went to the first one by myself. <laughs> and he's, no, I promise I'll go with you to your sister's wedding. She's your sister, which means your dad is going to be there. And, you know, I was like, okay, all right, you know, I'm meeting your family in September. You get to meet half of mine in October and, you know, things will be great. Hadn't heard from him since the night I met his mother and the confrontation and all of that. And Tuesday... Now, I already had a bad weekend at work last weekend. Had a bad day off on Monday. Tuesday, I'm sitting in my car on my break, and I get this message. We need to take a slight pause. The fuck is a slight pause? That's exactly what I asked him. I'm like, so, um... A slight pause? Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, we have to take a slight pause. He's like, I'm going through a lot here, and, you know, she's driving me crazy, and I gotta figure out... You know, who's going to leave and who's going to stay. And he's like, and, you know, and then, you know, you're messaging me every day. And I'm like, well, I'm, I message you good morning. And then I check in on my break to see how your day's going. I'm like, and, and a slight pause. I'm like, so what does that mean for us? And he's like, basically, like, we're not together right now. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, got really cold so I'm like, okay, so you're breaking up with me to satisfy your ex-girlfriend. I said, and just let me throw this out there. I'm like, is she really your ex? Or did you like never leave her and we're just playing us off on each other? And this is all being done through text message. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, he's like, I can't believe you would insinuate that I was still with her. And I'm like, well, you're the one saying that we need to take a slight pause. And, well, the, the number one reason is your ex-girlfriend. 
So I've just been like increasingly angry because a part of me is just like, okay, I am newly single. I hate being single. And then the other part of me is like, but it all makes sense. Keep everything hush hush. Don't talk about us to my friends. Oh, he ditched me for my sister's wedding. Was he really working in Brockton, Mass? Or was he at home snuggled up with her? Wait a minute, is there another climax to this? I don't know yet. Oh. So this is still like an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it's over, though. Yeah. Oh, according to him, it's, it's, oh, well, we'll still talk, but not while I'm at the house. Oh, so now I can't even, like, I have to wait for you to text me? Well, that's never going to happen because I was always the one texting you. So what's your plan? I don't know. What do you want to do? I really want to punch him in the face. Okay. And and castrate him. Okay. But I really don't feel like going to jail either, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Because that's not a misdemeanor. That's a felony. Yeah. It's like... It's like, I want to cry, I want to break stuff, I and then a part of me is like, I just want to go out and be like, hey, whatever, but I just don't know which emotion to put out there first. Well, don't look at me. I don't really... I know, you don't go out. Well... You, you hide, you hide. I do. I did. I did. For a while. But like you said, the, an- the anxiety turned into anger, and I started using that anger. And I found that it's a pretty, it's a pretty useful emotion. Um, it allowed me to build all this. Mm-hmm. All right, I didn't write since April. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't spin, I didn't spin anything in the lab since April. I kicked away most of my food prep clients, which was probably a good decision. I didn't go out and do anything. But as that anger grew. And my anxiety started to come down. Mm-hmm. It allowed me, it gave me more energy. Um, things started clearing up. But I was still pretty pent up. I had a lot of aggression. But it charged me. I used it. So now it's more, I'm at the point where I'm a little too over, not over cocky, but I'm just over aggressive. Um, but I don't, fine. You know, you've gone through a lot. Use it. I don't, I can't, normally I can recommend or give advice, but I can't with you. Um, I don't know, number one, I honestly just don't know what to tell you or what to help help you with. I mean, you're, um, you know what you know what you want to do. I mean, emotionally, that's a different animal. <laughs> you know, plus we never really had, we never really had that many heart-to-hearts as friends. No, we just no, had, we, we had really a couple. haven't. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't like going out. But then things started to come together as far as uh, me having time to go and do the things that I wanted to do in the first place for fun. Mm. You know, go to go to concerts. Uh, you know, do this, do that. Write again. Writing's been hard. Writing's been very hard because it requires a certain environment and a certain mindset. But like you, with your scarves, it's it's something. It's something extra. You're you're opening up opportunities mm-hmm. because you make scarves. I wear scarves, so it's, I don't care. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So it gives, 
it gives you an opportunity to be creative, uh, which can lead to another to lead to other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I had a photographer back in the day, but I have another one now, and it allowed her to have. It allowed she now has more opportunities, more paying gigs. She has a much bigger portfolio now because of me. The only thing she has to do is put up with me. That which is well, the only thing. That's a lot of things. Um, putting up with a sociopath like myself is a hard thing to do. But she's willing to do it, and it gives her opportunities. And I promote fairly well. Um, people trust my product, my service, my opinion. I guess you want to call it. But I think if you have, if you're angry, you won't put it to use. Yeah, that's why they have karaoke, you know, I find that I... Okay, that was another thank you for bringing that up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Explain to me karaoke. This, to me, it's like, and don't get offended, or okay. if you want to get offended, get offended. To me, it's like ranting on Facebook. At the end of the day, it just gets, it get, it just gets refreshed. But, it, but you know what, it's, I've been... I can't say singing karaoke because that's, but I've been going to to shows for the last twelve years. What do you sing? Oh, you would hate me if I told you. I. Is it country? Is it like? I started. I started singing country because country is actually very easy to to sing. Mm. Believe it or not. Um, and then once I really found my voice, it, I reverted to like the 80s rock. So, I'll. Oh, great. So you're on stage fucking screaming, pour some sugar on me. No, no. As much as I love Def Leppard, you will never, ever, ever hear that song play in my car. You will never hear me sing that song. That is, it's the most overplayed song. And I love them to pieces, but yeah, no, uh uh-uh. That might be that might be a good <coughs> statement as the most overplayed '80s rock song. Either that or Crazy Train, one of the two. But uh, yeah, I get up and I sing stuff from Dawkins, Pat Benatar. Dawkins, yeah, like Mother, like uh, Dream Warriors and Alone Again, and It's Not Love. And, um, you automatically know more the Dawkins songs than I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Um, I know more. I know more Misfit songs than I do Dawkins songs. So, but, you know, I got stuff from them, stuff from Billy Squires, stuff from Pat Benatar. Then I break out into the cheesy 80s with Madonna or, you know, Patti Smythe. And... When you're up there, mm-hmm. what vibe is it? Is it nervous? To me, it's like open mic night. I always get nervous at first. You think after you think after doing this for, like, 12 years, I wouldn't be nervous. But I always get nervous right before. And then as soon as I... Like, as soon as I get the first verse out, it's just, it's calming. For me, it's very therapeutic. So, a bad week like this, like, I went out last night with my aunt, because she's she's my karaoke partner in crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that I've had a bad week, like, she saw me up here when we first got there, and then just after the first couple songs, I came back down and I was happy and I was laughing and so for some people it's like drunk fun but for other people it's like therapy yeah 
Basically, I mean, you got the ones that go up there, and you're like, oh my god, why, why did they give that person a mic? Like, There's like why? There was, yeah, there was this like one Native American dude that used to go to the same mm-hmm. bar every night, mm-hmm. and he'd walk up there with his leather jacket, and he'd have spurs on his boots, and he'd sing The Doors, mm-hmm. and just scream into the microphone. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he was done with that song, he'd just drop the mic, walk back to the bar. Mm-hmm. It was scary. And I just, every, every karaoke experience I've I've gone up once. I did it once. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Hated the song. Hated the person I was with. It was like, it was just a bad, first of all, it was a bad date. Um, it was a, a shitty bar. Mm-hmm. I think it was McGarvey's, actually, back when you could smoke. Um, no, it was the bowling arena down the street. Yeah, that's where it was I last just, night. <laughs> but I'm, I'm the type of person who's almost embarrassed for the people that are up there singing. You know, they're singing, like, The Darkness, I believe, in A Thing Called Love, which is a horrible fucking song. Yes, it is. Oh, my God, it is. (laughs) It really is. It's a horrible song. I mean, awful. And I just, I can't, I, if I'm going to do something that that, that scares me in front of other people, I think Mm -hmm. I've already done it. I think going on stage in front of 1,500 people covered in protan, I think that's my little karaoke world right there. Well, see, there you go. And and the number one rule of, of karaoke is... Oh, there's like, a rule. There, no. there is. There is. There is one... There's two rules. Rule number one is it doesn't matter how awesome or how crappy someone sings. Mm-hmm. You always clap for the person up there because that person got the balls to walk up on that stage in front of a room full of people and start singing versus the guy that's been sitting at the bar all night making fun of them because he's too chicken to get up and try it. See, I would probably be the guy at the bar, but that is why I don't just, I just don't go. So now you can't place me in either scenario. Rule number two is you have fun. Just, just have fun. That's not my way of having fun though. I just can't. I can't walk. So, I, so I feel, then we've, we've already determined you do not belong in karaoke nights. Right. Well, no, it's because I feel uncomfortable for the people mm-hmm. up there. Like, I get, like, to me, it's like watching a Ben Stiller movie. Like, you know he's about to do something really stupid that he's going to embarrass And it's not even going to be funny. <laughs> it, it's, it could be funny to other people, but I just, I'm like, oh, don't do that. It's, uh, no, no, see, I don't, I don't watch Ben Stiller movies, so. You know, I just, so I can't, um... That makes me uncomfortable. I can't. Go, I can't do that. Uh, if it, if you were like a really good singer, or like a, a a good singer, and then I would just say, you know what? Why don't you go freaking substitute for a cover band some night and go up there and rock the fucking stage? I had that. Would be fun. I, I had that opportunity once. That would be fun. And I would love to have that opportunity again. See that? Yeah, that would be cool. Imagine that. You can. You know. I mean, for me, the thought in my head is like. But then again, you've never heard me sing, so... No, I haven't. But then again, I don't sit... Even though I have two microphones here, I don't spend a lot of time listening to other people talk. <laughs> because I usually got an opinion of my own. I just... I find karaoke uncomfortable. But I think I find... If, even if a band, if a cover band goes up there and they're bad, I find that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when couples are arguing at a restaurant publicly... That's uncomfortable. I've seen that. They've cleared out fucking rooms. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've That's seen that too. I can't deal. I can't. I can't deal with that. Do I have social anxiety? Used to. 
not really anymore. Because now I sort of like, I walk in like I have a middle finger tattooed on my chest. So I don't have that issue anymore. Um, and it still depends on the environment. Some days I won't, I'll walk into a bar, or not really into a bar because I don't drink that much. Walk into a place, arms out, like it's a fucking P. Diddy video. Other times I walk in, I sink right into the leather chair, or I order my drink quietly, and nobody bothers me. And I just, I'm, it's really, really quiet. So it, it, it varies. So I can, I can play the really, really nice guy, really friendly, big smile on my face. Or I can just be like, it's very erratic. Which is why I'm looking to, I'm trying to find out what is my disorder. Am I bipolar? Am I schizophrenic? Am I, am I a sociopath? I'm you know, you just, oh my god, you just brought up a good point. Hold on one second. All right. Um, I have to, I gotta find it. Hold on. All right. I gotta find it. Um, because I just had this conversation with my aunt last night about my, uh, my cousin and his girlfriend. Um, there are a couple artists that have drawn depictions of different, um, mental health disorders. You know what? I'm glad you're here because you're kind of nursey. Mm-hmm. So well, that, tell me what's wrong with me. Well, that, three different, three different psychiatrists fucking couldn't help me. <laughs> well, that, and you know, I, you know, I suffer from anxiety and borderline mm-hmm. depression and, you know, weeks like this week that I'm currently having tend to bring me at an all time down. Okay. Um, but basically these two artists, I mean, a lot of people don't know, like if you were bipolar and you didn't say anything to anybody, I probably wouldn't even know it, let alone you know, trying to figure out what's going through your head at that moment. So these artists, you know, started drawing things. Like, um, there's one here for um, social anxiety disorder. You know, you've got the guy who's trying to shy away, and he feels like everybody's trying to, you know, come after him. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it's, re- it's really neat to, to see stuff like that. Bored Panda? Oh, that's just a website that posts. Stuff like that all oh, the time. So who are the artists? Well, one is um one works for Inktober. Inktober? And, yeah. Okay. And then um the other one, there was another one. These ones I these ones I like. Um like these ones I like because it gives you like the picture and a little, um, a little blurb like you know, anxiety is the person who blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So. So. Is this a, a way of people understanding their possible disorder or their feelings at this time? Is it? It not only helps the person who's going through it, but it's also out there to help other people understand like what that person is going through. Mm-hmm. To try to, you know, like, instead of people saying, well, you know, you need to get mental help, you know, you're you're psycho, it's, oh, okay, well, this is what you have. All right, well, now this helps me to better understand what you're going through. Boy, I am, I have many illustrations, right? (laughs) You are just a cornucopia of everything. Don't use big words around me. (laughs) 
post-traumatic stress. Yep. I had that. Uh, borderline personality disorder. That's a possibility. Misophonia? What? No. Yeah, there's a lot in there that I could probably relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, still trying to work through most of it. That's why I, I um, decided to be just almost completely transparent about everything I do. I mean, for the most part, everything I say and do is viewable to the public mm-hmm. in some form or another. Where I'm going, what I'm doing, what we're discussing, what's going on, um, and it's 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 written, it's recorded, it's videotaped, and the good side and the bad. I don't try to overpromote. I don't try to kiss people's asses. Like I had some good photo shoots. I'll be at the end. I'll be pra- when it's all said and done. That series is done. I'll be praising the hell out of the photographer and the girls who took the time out of their schedules to better their portfolios. One of them, um, I already shit all over because she was horrible. It was a, just a bad experience, mostly due to her. And just being completely on. And you know what? I think I've earned the right to talk a little shit at this point. Um, and you told me the other day, have a little faith. It's not an easy thing for me to do. Have a little faith in people? That's a hard thing for me to accomplish. Especially now. But. Like, it's right, lately, it's been about 50-50, okay? Which I guess is better than zero. Like, for example, we'll go, we'll say to you, I've known you for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I said this time, you said, okay. But then I reiterated, please this time, because I have stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I'll be there, have a little faith. And then I, you said seven. I said, that's no good. It's yeah, not. Because that literally means you're walking in and walking right out the door because of my schedule. My schedule is generally insane. I'm trying to pull back and do a little bit less and right. focus on the quality. And then and then I went back and I said, oh, no, I meant to put six because I was mm-hmm. I was looking through our text messages because, at, in all honesty, by like 10 o'clock this morning, I'm like, was it, was it six or was it seven? I'm like, I have it in here somewhere. And then... I saw it was seven, and then it was, oh, no, no, can you come at six? And I was like, okay. So when I was texting you, I still had seven stuck in my head. And when you were like, no good, I'm like, no, I totally meant six. Okay. Like, no worries. See, totally meant six. That is important to me. <coughs> show, you show me something. Mm-hmm. And that's important. When people do that and they, they stick to it and they actually do it, instead of just fucking up and saying, oh, sorry, because sorry doesn't really work with me. Not, I've been apologized to enough. Okay, without but the action of actually showing up on time is huge, and it allows me to build trust in people because I don't trust many people. And you know what? When you think about it, I have every right to think that way. Mm-hmm. And you have every right, and you have been through a lot of a lot of stuff as far as well. That makes sense because you've been screwed over recently as well. So why shouldn't I think? Why shouldn't you tell me to have a little faith in people? When you yourself had just gotten screwed over because you're an optimist, I don't see you as an optimist. I think you're 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 a dreamer, in a good way. I'm, I'm and you're you know I'm, what you're. I think that you're you're looking you're looking for something very simplistic, like your your life. You want something simple, but it's a it's that simplicity of the white picket fence life is actually very hard to achieve when you think about it. The idea of meeting this person, having these kids. Affording that house, 
living in that neighborhood, getting that job, having every, and having all that go so smoothly to where that actually happens. And the next thing you know, you wake up, it's Sunday. Hey, the guys are coming over for a grilling and we're going to have some food and there's gonna, the, the game's going to be on and you're, it's going to be spring and it's going to be nice out and the dog's going to be running around smashing into the pool and it's going to be fucking awesome. And that's a pile of shit. That's not reality. It's, it's something that people strive for, but as soon as they get it, they stagnate. They don't work hard enough to keep it. They start, they stop, um, they start eating worse. They start complaining more. They stop putting in that extra effort for the other person, for themselves. And then the next thing you know, as soon as that rose blooms, it dies. Because, obviously, it goes from red to black. That's a rose's life. But life, that shouldn't be a human life. That shouldn't be your life. You deserve what you deserve to get like that. And it's even for people who, just for argument's sake, people who work twice, three times, four times as hard as you do, Kendra, still have a problem getting that life. Why is that? I have no fucking idea. I just know that whoever they're working toward that life with, or what place they live in to work towards that life, or what opportunities they've been given with, I don't know. Maybe they're not smart enough. Maybe they're not looking in the right area. Maybe the timing's off. Maybe the economy's off. But they're getting screwed over. I like when things go the right way. I like when people are happy. I like when people are putting forward an effort. I like when people are eating right, thinking right, sleeping right, loving correctly, doing just... People complain way too much about the wrong things. And they don't take enough action to better those situations. That's why I made an effort to reach out to you because you have a great idea of what you want to do. It's, I want to have this in my life. I want to have that in my life. This would be great. That's a nice idea. I like that idea. In, in the end, I just want someone who's not going to like either cheat on me or run back to their ex. And you need people That's in your life to root you on and keep you in that direction. Yeah, don't count on my mother for that because, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't really know your mother. I think I met her like once. Um, yeah, yeah, you did meet her once, and I was extremely upset at her that day that you met her. <laughs> Fair enough. But I root for that. I don't knock it. You know, I look great at weddings for a reason. Because I support them. Yeah, I should okay. have asked you to go with me to my sister's wedding. Oh, I would have killed it. I totally would have killed it. Um, but... No, instead the guitar player kept buying me drinks all and I'm like, dude, I, you, I'm like, I, I looked, I looked at the, the bartender, I'm like, who keeps bringing these drinks over? And she goes, oh. Richie Valens. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we're, we're in like South Andover, Mass, and I have to drive back to Manchester. Uber. <laughs> I was like, no Fucking more Uber. after this one. <laughs> Might as well, hey, whatever. I mean, if, God, if people are still willing to buy you drinks, then okay, soak it up. Soak it up. Um, I don't buy people really anything anymore. <laughs> I can't afford to. And it's just not my style anymore. Um, but no, I mean, I love the idea of weddings. If it's mm -hmm. people I like, then absolutely. I would totally support it. 
and I think it's fun to go to them, and I think it's it gives you ideas, and it's just it's it's a break from the norm. Mm-hmm. People don't like a lot of people don't like going to weddings because it makes it reminds them of their life and how much it sucks per se. And then the next thing you know, they're drunk and in bed with somebody from the wedding. You're right. Preferably the best man. Well, I mean, um, it, well, it was funny because I feel like such a jackass, jackassish sister. Why'd you wake up with a guitar in you and, and next to your bed? Or... No, no, not um, even. No. Um, like, I'm getting ready for the wedding and yeah. the ceremony was at six and I was like, all right, yeah, you know, I'll leave here at five and, and whatnot. I'll, I'll get down there like quarter of no big deal no traffic on the highway whatsoever get off the exit not only did i take one wrong turn i took two i got there just as the ceremony was ending (laughs) (laughs) like i missed my sister's ceremony (laughs) that sucks was she mad no she was just happy that i made it oh okay all right but I was like, that's not the point. I missed your ceremony. I missed your grand entrance. Oh, oh fuck that. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe that is a bad thing to do. And I and I am a proponent of, of, of people who... I hate it when people are late. Mm-hmm. I hate it when people are I, late. Oh, God, I, I hate being late for anything. It just right. throws me off. Right. Plan ahead. Um, yeah. No, but I do, I do like weddings, you know? Mm-hmm. I like the idea of committing to something, you know? I like that idea. I, I mean, there's some people that have gotten married in the past couple of years, but I hope they die in a fucking plane, uh, a plane crash. But that's different. It doesn't destroy the doesn't destroy the idea, the concept of it for me. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I w- would I consider myself a traditionalist. I don't know, maybe, but I like some of the ideas and some of the sciences and some of the like some of the traditions that are coming back lately. I think are pretty cool. And you know what's funny is a lot of the hipsters mm-hmm. are responsible for that, you know. Just these little schmucks that own these coffee shops around the corner, but they're taking their time to do something so simplistic, but they're putting so much detail into it, you know. And I, I like that. That's why I like these little. And it's you know, it's an independent business, you know. It's a, it's something I really I, I I appreciate that. I'm tired of this this corporate shit, corporate weddings. You know, that, that weddings have been so exploited in a way where, like, you, you go and you look at the cover of Vogue and it's Kim Kardashian marrying guy number two or whatever, and you're just, you're fucking ruining the the whole point, okay? Because we know, we know this isn't going to, we know what's going to end. As soon as you put your fat ass on that cover, we know what's going to end. And I don't, I don't, I don't like that. <clears throat> or you see a couple... That's walking down the aisle, and you go, no, then you're going to last. <laughs> that upsets me the most. There's only so many ways I can word it. I support a lot of your ideas. Shit, I support them all. I support them, pretty much all of them. Um, I think that's why we get along pretty well. Mm-hmm. Is like because the, the simplicity that you want in life is a lot of simplicity that I used to have or wanted in the, in the first place. Some of it unexpected but I fought hard to keep. So I'm curious to see how your life goes and to see how many, well, number one, if you get past this little misdemeanor hurdle, which would be nice, because then you can kind of, that's a little piece of your life that you either, you know, not that you've got, that you lost, but it'll make your life easier. Right. Because, yeah, I know the single mother thing, you can't really 
hang on that, but it's still a responsibility mm-hmm. that you have. You have, and, and um, it's something that you can show your kid when they're older. It's like, despite ha- despite this, I did it all for you. Now you can have a good life. I did the best I could. Here are your odds. Go play them. You know, mm-hmm. it's that, and that's pretty much it. You're not making any, ex- any excuses. Um, I don't consider uh, a, a, an incident in a car with a guy where you got screwed over. That's not an excuse. That's just bull- bullshit law. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's a bullshit ruling, and I, I'm not a fan of that. And stuff like that that pisses me off. Um, especially in this state, where you can beat the fuck out of somebody. And, <laughs> and get away with it. Right. Uh, then again. Uh, you know, it's, it's that whole live free or die motto. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it, how that could possibly have happened to you. But then again, you know, it's it's old news. Legally, it's old news. And mm-hmm. you'll fig- you'll eventually get over it. Because then at that point, you're just being screwed over. Right. To the point where right. you're now, um, the state is not supporting you. Um, I think that the, that hurdle you'll eventually get over. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, at that point, I'm, I'm just rambling about that. We discussed that. You'll get through that. I want to talk about this lighter thing. We, I want to know how you got into scarves. You know me; I love looking fly. I want to know how you got into scarves. I want to know. It's it's not it's not just scarves. It's it's it, not just scarves. Like my my grandmother, my my father's mother, mm-hmm. um, God used to crochet up a storm. And every year, whether we wanted it or not, growing up, we always got a brand new hat, mitten, and scarf set from my grandmother. That was a definite Christmas gift every year. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't start crocheting till I was about 19. Um, and one of, a roommate of mine at the time, um, had taught me how to crochet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did it for a little bit and whatnot. And I really started getting into it um, in, like, 2009, 2010, because, like, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Then I was going through all the anxiety issues. Like, for a whole year, I was dealing with um, anxiety attacks and panic attacks and nobody knowing what was going on with me. Nobody was diagnosing me correctly. Um, then in fall of 2009, my mom was diagnosed with a brain tumor. So I was just like, I was a hot mess that year. Mm-hmm. And I found, I was, I was going through a box in, in the basement and I found a crochet hook. And I was like, oh my God, I, I forgot all about that. And I went out and I picked up a couple things of yarn and basically went on about.com and taught myself how to crochet and I started doing blankets and scarves and you know I made my son um when when I was pregnant with him um I made him like a little scratch mitten booty set and a little hat and a little blanket um I you know working on your scarf I'm still working on my sister's blanket um I have one of my girlfriends who like some big thing now is like the mermaid covers like, you just slide your feet into it, and it's like a blanket. Um, it's like a Snuggie versus a... a it's, it's like a Snuggie with a mermaid with a mermaid tail, basically. Um, cool. So I'm going to start making some of those. I've made 
you know, dishcloth, washcloths. I made myself a pair of socks to wear at night. So it's just like I, you know, I have a stack, probably as high as these chairs, of like crochet books and magazines that I've accumulated. You ever thought about monetizing it? I have thought about it. Um, and the thing is, it just, it takes so long to finish a project that it's just, <laughs> it's you, one of those. Who the fuck do you tell <laughs> Like, I sit there I, every night, and, you know, if my son could actually sit here and, and attest this, he would. Mm-hmm. Um, every night at 6 o'clock, it's, you know, he gets, uh, he gets in his jammies around 6.30, 7 o'clock. But every night at 6 o'clock, I sit down. And I watch the world news. I pretty much have taken my stepfather's lazy boy recliner away from him because it rocks. And Mm -hmm. that is now my chair. And I sit in my chair, watch the world news, and I crochet. I stop it between 6.30, 7 o'clock, get my son in his jammies. We'll play until 8. And then it's time for him to go to bed. And from like 8 to 10.30, I'm crocheting again. It's just... It's relaxing in his body. It is relaxing for me. Can, are you good at logos? Can you put logos on it? I can. You can? I can. You, is that an I can or an I can? Like, no, that that's an I can. Um, the, the only difficulty with that is um, I don't have, like, it would be easier with a pattern generator, which I don't have. So I actually have to sit there and... Look at something and then go from there? Exactly. Okay. So... What if it was a... Like a black, like if it was like three or four colors, like just two or three or four colors, like black, white, and gray. And you, it was, and the image was right there, right in front of you. Could you do it? Like a small emblem, like that big, like in the corner of the scarf. What are you thinking? Well, this is what I'm thinking. I have many logos. This one happens to be one of my favorite. It's also on a business card. See that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I could dope do that. ass fucking logo or what? I could do that. Of course you could. Yeah, absolutely. That and you know what? You can do if it was a black scarf. You can invert the colors on it. I can send you that logo or mm-hmm. any of my logos in all different kinds of colors, and you'd be like, I can do that. Like that reversed, like in black and white, mm-hmm. is awesome. So if you do a black scarf, that can be done with white. If you do a white scarf, that can be done in black. Right, right. Or you can, however, it's it's. It works any way, shape, or form. I of, course, I, of course, pretty much put all of my logos up. But if that goes in the corner of a scarf, mm, absolutely. Consider it a done deal. Ooh. All right. Well, and um, I'm holding on to this business card, by the way. Oh, have you flipped it over? Yes, I, I do. The, mm-hmm. the photography. That's the photography. Okay. That's okay. Emma Rochelle. Uh, I've seen some of her stuff on Facebook. Actually, she's that's that yeah. That's not her in the picture. That's no, her, obviously that's Neri in the in the picture. I I never met her before that day. Never met her before that day. Thirty degree water or freezing mountain water in a waterfall, fucking cold out as hell, and we went at it. Well, not at it, but we went after it, got in the water, and froze our asses off for a good two hours, and then we got it all on camera. And <laughs> we'll probably do it again. Because why not? So it was a lot of fun, and thankfully, uh, you know, 
M with the uh, with the with the cannon caught most of it. So that's yeah, you can hang on to that totally. Cool. Um, but yeah, I think that was we'll we'll end on that. And uh, I I'm super excited for my scarf. I'm super excited for my scarf. I used a, <laughs> a shit ton of scarves. Now I only have three. I cannot wait to have yours. And I know this is kind of like never really sat here in front of a microphone before, but it's cool. Somebody will listen to it and be like, oh, that's what a normal conversation is like. <laughs> and I hope I've catered enough to you sitting down and feeling comfortable with somebody you haven't seen in a while. Okay? Uh-huh. And of course, if you ever need a bed, or if you ever need to sit down and blow something up, all the website Shop my home sale, tell you to run. Nobody Well, pick me up with golden hand. sale, tell you to run. Nobody
reach out my hand Oh, may say, oh, oh, may tell you to run Oh, my way, oh, my way Oh, my way, oh, my way, oh, my way